Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out big news with us today. Scott Burton, CEO, Fans Unite Entertainment, trades on the stock symbol FANS, F-A-N-S on the CSE, F-U-N-F-F, Fun F-F on the OTC for our friends uh, in the U.S. You know them by now. This is the small cap iGaming super company that goes beyond simple gambling and attacks both sides of the gaming market, B2B, B2C. More than just lip service, they just put out a corporate update that had many things, including $28.3 million in betting volume in Q1 for McBookie. That's a 130%, 136% increase over 2020. Here to talk about that and some other stuff is Scott. Welcome back. Hey, George. Thanks for having us. 136% jump. Uh, for McBookie in betting volume. What happened there? Yeah, yeah, it was a, a, a revenue jump for them. Um, we've had a, a few things. I mean, there is a favorable, uh, you know, sports returning uh, was big. So that's a big part of what uh, led to it. Um, some really good runs for Scottish uh, sports. So this English, you know, the Scottish football or soccer team, national team made a run. So anytime there's um, things like that, we we have the opportunity to get up volume. Um, really what we were able to do, so McBookie was an acquisition that fans United did last year. Um, two great guys have been running that for quite a number of years, Paul and Damian. But, um, you know, we brought, I think, some additional support around that team, um, allowed them to, you know, be a bit, bit more risk, risk tolerant. Um, so when you're two guys running a sports book, you got to be very careful on how you manage that risk and large players. Yeah. So the fact that Fans United is, is able to back them up and we can take on some, um, you know, larger risk profile, more betters. Uh, bigger casino uh, uh, product as well. So, so big chunkman has come from casino, positive sports book, and then the ability for us to you know come around and give them some more operational support and um, the capital to to take on more risk. Now, this is your B two C side, and we got we'll talk a little bit about about the B two B side. But in fairness to you guys, last year the first quarter of twenty twenty, most of that was in play because COVID didn't really start to come in until mid-March or so on and so forth. So this is a pretty accurate year over year comparison. Am I wrong about that? No, you are. You are correct. Um, so, so yeah, even with COVID, we, we had some great numbers. I think we put out Q3 or something, uh, October numbers where they had a record month. This is a record quarter. We've kind of hit every record in terms of, you know, unique users. Right. So yeah, so year over year, it, it wasn't in pandemic times. So last year we weren't, now we are. Um, luckily sports have come back, not quite in the same way. So yeah, it's a good reflection. And and when we um, put out sort of estimates, we, we thought we would double McBookie's revenue 2020 over what they did a uh, 2019 prior to acquisition. Uh, we did that. We we said we could do that again this year. We're on pace to do that, and uh, and we can more than do that. I think again next year. So um, there's going to be a lot more potential for growth with McBookie because we still have yet to kind of put any real marketing dollars behind them. Um, it's another thing that we bring to the table when we acquired McBookie was the fact that we could actually do some bigger marketing spends and we haven't started that yet. So this is all still pretty organic growth. Yeah. Um, we haven't turned on the taps and part of that is, uh, you know, we talk about our technology and getting a UK license. So the motivation there is getting them off of their current platform and getting them onto our license uh, in the UK. So 
we're a bit limited on how much we can throw at them right now with their current technology. Uh, that all goes away when we move them to our platform. Um, so that's when we'll really be able to ramp up the marketing spend. And that's why we're confident that we'll see, um, you know, continued increases this year and next year. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't put the marketing behind them yet and haven't changed over the platform yet in order to get a wider audience and still get 136% increase, because what I was going at, it was like last year the pandemic hit and there's no handle, so it's an easy number to beat. This is a pretty fair beat. Man, do you expect to see that kind of continued growth going forward? And I'm not talking about a specific number. Hey, George, you're getting 135% every time, but do you expect that strong growth to continue in McBookie for your B2C side? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited, like I said, to move them over to our platform and then put some marketing dollars into it. Um, Cause what, you know, the spend will actually, you know, help be offset by the fact that we're not paying out the fees uh, on the platform side. So right now they pay their current provider a revenue share uh, and, and a platform fee. So that goes away. So that's money we can, you know, pour right into marketing as well uh, on top of what we have. So we can also do a lot, I think, in expanding like the casino offering. Casino's done really well for them, but we still... Uh, have yet to put in a dedicated casino manager, which we're going to be doing. Um, we're tailoring or tinkering with the offering they have, so we don't think it's the best casino offering yet. So we have lots of upside on the casino. Um, we're bringing in, I think, probably one of the, the best horse products or a mixture of products that you're going to see in a, a sports book over there. So yeah, we have tons on the go with those guys. Um, so yeah, we we have a pretty good runway here. Oh, so, okay. When do you expect, last question on that, then we'll hop off to the next one. When do you expect the switch over to your platform to take place? We're waiting on a few things. So we're doing some work internally, like I said, to uh, bring them, you know, we think best in class in every area in terms of live odds, horse racing, casino. So we're doing that work now. Um, we're we're, we're going to be dependent on when we get our UK license. Um, so UK license, we, we still believe we're on track this quarter. Um, so it'll be a, a Q3 goal to, to move McBookie over. Um, if it leaks into Q4, it will be this year. It's a bit dependent on licensing and then things like payments and app store approval, because uh, those are a bit out of our hand and we need the license in place before we can complete some of those things. So let's talk about the license. You've applied for it. The, the critical UK gambling license says that's for both your B2C and your B2B side. What are your expectations there? It's not easy to get, but for guys like me, but you guys are obviously a very mature company. Do you expect that to be pretty successful? Yeah, we expect to be successful. So it went in, um, you know, the, the initial feedback was it looked like a, an extremely clean application. We've yet to have any questions come back, which is a good sign. You know, we're in the hands of the UKGC, which is the regulator. If we go with the timelines that they typically state, that would have us licensed end of May or beginning of June. So we, we we still believe we're on track for that. Um, we'll obviously make that announcement when we get it. But uh, And as you said, it's a, two licenses, so B2B and a B2C. How big of an impact do you think that'll have on the business once you're able to hopefully secure that? Because it's right around the corner, end of May, beginning yeah. of June. It'll help in a few ways. I mean, obviously, the, the reason we're doing it, the main reason is uh, for the advantages we'll get out of McBookie by uh, reducing their cost of operations uh, and then being able to move them to our platform. So that's that'll be the biggest impact. So I think we'll see, you know, revenue growth and margin increase on the McBookie side will be a huge one for us, which obviously helps. Uh, but it will, I think, put us, get some a spotlight on our ability to 
provide a platform in the UK market, which is known to be uh, one of the harder markets from a regulatory standpoint. So it'll put a lot of eyeballs on us on a B2B side, just realizing that we now have a platform that can operate in, in a market like the UK. And that opens up a whole bunch of doors on the business development side. So currently, uh, we could not take on a UK licensed partner if they wanted our platform on a B2B side. Um, so that opens up a massive market for us there. Do you think you guys will be a lot? Of, there, there are a couple of big events taking place this summer. We got the Euro, mm-hmm. you talk about McBookie Euro Cup, and you also got the Olympics, but the Euro Cup is a big one, I would think, especially for McBookie and in UK. Yeah. Would you be able to start trying to penetrate the UK market by the time the Euro comes around and potentially try and grab some of that market share? Not with the way that the license timing will work out because both those things will happen in June. So with it being such a big thing, um, you know, the, the we don't want to be doing in the middle of a technology switch right at the biggest betting time for them and, and then also right. not knowing a specific date on the license. So that would have been, you know, our thoughts early on in the year. That would have been a, a goal, but understanding the timing of the license, we said we weren't going to push that change for the Euros and, and do what they're currently doing. We will have... Um, Um, You know, we have our other site live now in Brazil, and that will have uh, sports on it by the Euros. So our other B2C brand will have sports integrated by the Euros. Um, but McBookie will be doing the that month. They'll still be on their existing platform. All right. Hey, it would have been a great bonus, but look, McBookie is still banging out 136% growth. So that's pretty good. Let's talk, let's switch gears to Canada right here in our home country. Uh, You and I have talked a couple of times about single sports betting legalization in Canada and how big of a potential boom that could be to the company. Where does that process stand right now? Yeah, so uh, moving along. So um, probably last time we talked, it'd been through two readings at the House of Commons and then it went for a um, judiciary committee review. So that's done. And then it gets passed back to the House for a third reading. I, I believe that is next week. So the third reading, um, there's obviously no hurdles expected. The review that went back from the Justice Committee was, I think, exactly what was expected. Um, So that should pass third reading next week, and then it goes to the Senate for a vote, uh, and then it'll go through. Um, The last timing we had heard people were hoping for was May. Um, so I think that's still possible. So that's next month. So, you know, we're hopeful that by the end of next month, there'll be... um, uh, the decision will be made and the votes will be done and, and that will change and single event betting will now be allowed in Canada. And then obviously uh, following the provinces, see what they do. Um, we know that there's been um, quite a bit of movement in Ontario. Uh, I think there's a couple other provinces that are making some strides towards opening up to outside operators. So we we don't know dates on that. But again, people have been hopeful that by the kickoff of the NFL that Ontario may be opened up. If that's the case, we, we will be ready to go. We're just uh, now talking to potential partners um, in the Canadian space because uh, obviously there's still questions about what the licensing will look like. Um, but we think we're we're in a pretty good position to take, you know, to get licensed uh, immediately and um, either provide a platform or, or go in as an operator. Yeah. And that's why I want to ask you how well you're positioned. So for the license, uh, I get that you probably, you guys are probably pretty well positioned because you've got a clean reputation. You've been a real, a good member of, of the, of the iGaming market in Canada by not taking bets and not trying to go through back doors. How well positioned do you think you are from just the business point of view in terms of, either 
teaming up with people or going or going direct. Do you like how you're positioned right now or do you still have a lot of work to be done? Yeah, um, I like where we are. Uh, mostly now we're just in the sort of discussions with groups that we have potential to partner with. So, um, you know, we've got a few months here to see how those uh, progress. So we have plenty of time to decide if um, if we found the right partner to partner on a, on a B2B side or, or if we're going to decide that we come in uh, as an operator in Canada. So um, haven't, you know, haven't made the final decision yet, but we're, like I said, positioned nicely to go either direction. Um, we can go either way. And we've got some time here to uh, to make a good decision. Can you do both or do you have to make a decision? Hey, we're either going to go as an operator or we're going to go as a you know, B2B partner. Can you do both or do you have to choose one? No, you you could do both. Yeah, we we have the ability. It looks like we could do both, so that that's a possibility as well. From a business, uh, last question from a, from a business practicality point of view, though, when I mean, can you do both? I know you could do it from a licensing point of view, but do you have to kind of make a business decision that okay, if I partner with George Georgecom and and you know a couple of other guys, then I've got to stay that route or without risk in the relationship if you go direct and you decide to set up your own operation yeah you know it is a, it is a business decision and that will um you know likely depend if we if we find a b2b partner um i think it'll depend on who they are and and what we think the, the potential for them is and, and if there'd be any um any issues of us trying to go indirect as well. But so yeah, our our typical model is if we have a strong B2B partner, then it's not a market we go indirect. Brazil's an example, we, we had no partners uh, operating there. Um, so we've gone indirect and that's how I think we'll look at Canada. It really depends on the strength of the partner. Um, and then also if we think they can be cross country. So, um, you know, they may be a strong Ontario presence, but maybe not in Alberta or BC. So um, we could have a, a, I guess, a hybrid approach for Canada. All right. Well, congratulations on this latest corporate update. I mean, that's more than just a corporate update. Uh, that, that's a, that you hit it out of the park there with McBookie. UK is looking like it's coming in very, very soon. Canada's looking strong. Uh, and, and there's so many more aspects of the business we could talk about. We could talk about M&A and other things, but yeah. so trying to pile it on to one, I think that's that's a great update for everybody, Scott. And awesome. congratulations. Can't wait to have you back on pretty soon when all these things start uh, start adding up again. Great. Thanks, George. For everyone at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast of Scott Burton, CEO of Fans United Entertainment. Company trades on the CSC and the stock symbol Fans and in the U.S., Fun FF. Uh, time for you to do your due diligence, get to Agoracom, get to the profile page, read all about the company, then shoot over to their corporate website, and hopefully you discovered your next great small cap iGaming company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.